0: Hello everyone, this is Ashley Adardis Pinoza from the Woodbridge Senior High School Valkyrie and I want to thank you for being here and for listening and today I want to speak about an interesting and controversial topic which has actually been circulating for quite some time now throughout various countries and the topic is in regard to voting. Now we all know that the election here in the U.S. is quickly approaching us it's actually in a few days and many individuals have brought up an enticing question should the U.S. lower the voting age to 16. And I'm sure we've all seen and witnessed the tragic events that have occurred nationwide as well as worldwide. Coronavirus has taken millions of lives worldwide in the matter of months. And back in May, the U.S. witnessed the tragic death of George Floyd as well as the death of Breonna Taylor and many, many more black lives. Their deaths sparked a chain reaction. A massive amount of protests um, were seen all throughout America. And I've seen firsthand how involved teens have become. I've seen teenagers who are under 18 protest, organize protests, sign petitions, donate to different movements and causes. Like i said, I've been reading on this topic for the past two weeks, uh, reading different articles that present both sides of the argument. Of course, with basically anything, there are pros and cons to this topic. And in my opinion, I believe that lowering the voting age would be beneficial in the sense that it could increase the interest of politics among young teens. Because if teens are able to vote, starting at the age of 16, I believe that they would be more intrigued by politics because they've been given such an opportunity to voice their opinion and have a say in government from a fairly young age, whether that be in local, state, or federal elections. Within an article written by Ava Ziglowitz, She explains the aftermath of lowering the voting age to 16, and this happened in Austria, and she found that the interest in politics from teens who are 16 and 17 actually increased as a result of lowering the voting age. But on the other hand, there are also many negative effects that can come from lowering the voting age to 16. There are many teens who are 16 and older that are extremely misinformed when it comes to politics and different policies within America. And I believe that as a teen, we can be quite gullible and naive. And often we believe the first title we read when we open up a social media app. And that's not to say that every teen does this, but I know that a good majority does it because I know that I have done it before. And being misinformed and careless about social issues can have extremely detrimental effects because many of these teens are just being influenced by the media without actually doing research or observing facts. In an article that was written by Joannesburg, she uh, was observing the political maturity of teens that are 17 and 16. And she found that they're actually not as mature as 18-year-olds when it comes to politics. And this was observed within a Norwegian trial where the voting age was lowered from 18 to 16 in certain areas. And they also found that there's no hard evidence that actually indicates um that the political maturity of a teenager goes up when the voting age is lowered. And with that being said, I don't want to generalize every single teenager because ultimately, I truly believe that political maturity doesn't have everything to do with just how old you are. I believe that maturity, your political maturity, doesn't strictly come from your age, but rather from life experiences, obstacles, your passions, your interests, whether you want to be Um, a lawyer, whether you want to be active in uh, politics, if you're just passionate about social issues and policies. Ultimately, I think that this is a question that's completely subjective, like many topics are, of course, and that it truly just comes down to what you believe. Anyways, I don't want to completely dominate this podcast because America is clearly a democracy and it can only work if people work together. If they listen to each other and if they listen to different opinions and perspectives. So I've invited some special guests who will be answering some questions regarding this topic. And I genuinely hope that you all obtain new knowledge from this podcast. And I hope that you allow yourself to see through different perspectives. In the midst of a pandemic, civil rights movement, and upcoming election, many individuals have brought up a controversial topic. Should the U.S. lower the voting age to 16? And today I have a special guest. Do you want to introduce yourself?
1: Yeah, uh, my name is Samaya. I'm a senior at Weber Senior High School, and I'm 17 years old.
0: And I want to thank you for being here with me today because yeah, i know i know that a lot of i know that a lot of people don't like to be you know put on the spot like that so thank you for being here today. no it's
1: fine i'm ready to answer these questions
0: okay great all right, so we have seen uh, teens advocate for change regarding racism, police brutality, immigration, healthcare, climate change. The list is just endless. And this okay. has all been done throughout different social media platforms. Like TikTok, for example, which I'm assuming you also use because yeah, I use it. Um, it's been like a massive platform for Gen Z and a raising awareness for um, issues that are extremely prevalent right now. So what do you think about the idea of allowing teenagers who are 16 and older to vote and have a say in our government?
1: Um, Honestly, yeah, I think that would be a really good idea, especially with the issues that are going on right now, like March for Our Lives and Black Lives Matter. Um, Those issues kind of affect us all directly. And I've personally seen a lot of my fellow Black classmates and friends posting on social media and participating in like protests and stuff like I personally am pretty involved with a lot of political and social issues that are going on right now and I think it would be fair for us to have a say in the country that we're growing up in
0: yeah and so you brought up that you um you well you brought up the Black Lives Matter movement and you know we obviously we've seen all of the protests that have been occurring all throughout America and so did you personally attend any protests
1: I actually was not able to attend any protests, but I have a lot of friends, and I know a lot of people who did. I was planning on it, but it just never happened.
0: Yeah, honestly, same. Because (laughs) my mom, she was like, no, you're not going. Yeah,
1: my parents were also really scared.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's definitely... It's been very impactful in our country. So some argue that lowering the voting age could instill a habit for young teens to continue to vote all throughout their adulthood. Because as we have seen, the 18 to 29 age group has continuously had a lower voter turnout in comparison to older age groups. So what do you believe that lowering the voting age would do in terms of voter turnout? And do you believe it would instill a habit for the younger generations to go out and vote?
1: Um, I think that it would actually increase voter turnout, because honestly, I think people really underestimate the younger generations, but when we find something that we're really passionate about, we'll definitely show up for them. Like, just like the issues that I mentioned before, Black Lives Matter, March for Our Lives, like, those are things that directly impact us. So when people want to see change, they're going to stand up for that change. And I know a lot of people who would 100% show up, like myself included
0: no definitely because i know that if i was 18 right now i would be like the first person in line to vote Me too, because
1: like, as as yeah
0: because i just i feel like right now i just feel like useless like if that makes any sense yeah. like i feel like i'm not contributing to my community to my family to the people that aren't able to vote because of you know whether it be because they're not citizens or because they're not old enough or whatever yeah. the case may be I just feel like I'm not doing enough so
1: yeah I, definitely I mean understand. I don't know if you relate yeah.
0: to that but
1: I do I do relate to that like I want to be able to do more but the government said no so.
0: they said no heart they said no <laughs> Do you believe that as a 17-year-old, you're ready and mature enough to vote and have a say in government?
1: Um, Yeah, I actually do think I'm mature enough to vote. I have very strong opinions on politics, and I feel like I know enough to have a say in the future of my country. Like, obviously, not many people are, like, political geniuses or anything, but I believe that my generation and the people that I know will stand up for what they believe in, like
0: I said. Yeah, and how do you feel about, like, the fact that you're not going to be able to vote in this year's election because you're not 18 yet?
1: Honestly, like like we just said, it bothers me that I can't vote. It does make me feel a little bit useless because I want to be out there standing up for the change that I want to see in this country. But, again, the government said no, and that kind of <laughs> bothers me because I would love to have a say. I would definitely vote, definitely be very, like, um, involved, but that's just not how things work. And... I have no control
0: over that right now. So I know that you mentioned um, that you're quite involved within politics and social issues. So I want to ask you, like, do you um, consider yourself to be knowledgeable about government and politics? Or do you like kind of know about it? Not too much. Like, do you listen to the news or do you read?
1: I mean, yeah, like, like I said, I actually pay really close attention to politics and I keep myself informed at all times. But I feel like this goes for all age groups, though, like not just the younger generations, because I know there's a lot of people like adults who are not very educated on political issues, yet they still get to vote. Like, I personally just don't think it's different based on age groups. I think it's just based on how much you care to learn. Like, I care a lot, so I definitely watch debates and read articles and stuff, but 50-year-old Karen might not care, so (laughs) I don't know.
0: Yeah. I mean, yeah, I um, I definitely agree with you because, like you said, there are plenty of adults who just don't even care to inform themselves or educate themselves on what's going on, and so i don't think it really even has to do with age at this point like i feel like it like you said it really just matters about how much someone cares and how much they really even pay attention because if they don't pay attention then they're obviously not gonna vote in an educated manner so yeah definitely. what are some issues you wish you could like vote for vote against like are there any issues that affect you personally by our current administration
1: Um, An issue that I wish I could address is definitely the pro-life versus pro-choice argument. I don't know, like just the idea of a bunch of old politicians deciding what a female should do with her body does not sit right with me, Um, especially because I am a female. So that's something that I feel really strongly about. Another thing is um, immigration laws. Like, in my opinion, immigrants are exactly what makes America so quote-unquote great. And as a daughter of immigrants, this also affects me personally.
0: Oh, yeah. I mean, I relate to that because I'm also, I'm a first-gen. And, you know, I'm the firstborn as well. And I come from... A family of immigrants from parents who are immigrants themselves so and there's just there's so much wrong with this country and how they're handling immigration right now it's insane it's disgusting um I feel like just the way that the government has gone about dealing with the immigration policies and dealing with the kids at borders separating families it's just disgusting and I mean the fact that we can't really (laughs) do anything about it it triggers me it literally blows yeah, like, m- my mind I feel
1: like the two problems that I just stated they're not even political issues they're more just they're human not. Rights issues yeah they're not and that bothers me a lot because how are you gonna tell me how to live my life yeah
0: definitely like I feel like there's just a line like
1: it's a fine line between yeah, a political Yeah. Exactly. Issue. And the government has no idea what the
0: difference is. Right. And I mean, I don't want to generalize the entire government because there's obviously mm, some I'll poly- generalize them. There's some I mean, I feel like there's some people that well, I'm not going to even paint them as saints. I feel like there are some people who are standing for issues that are beneficial to many, you know, people of color, LGBTQ And so for my next question, um, you know, following our discussion about the government's actions, what they do, um, often I hear um, my friends say that their parents, their teachers, or just any older figure, they continuously tell them that they need to grow up. And I've spoken to many of my peers, my colleagues, and my friends And they tell me that they're in constant fear and stress that they'll be in student debt or that they may not even have an earth to live on due to climate change and that they're in fear for black lives who are constantly being killed because of the color of their skin and just in fear for families who are separated at the border. Mm -hmm. And at the end of the day, they can't even vote, we can't even vote or have a say in what eventually happens in our government and in our country. So for my final question, I want to ask you, if you had the ability to say something to our current government, what would you say? Um, In all honesty, I would just tell them to do better,
1: like do better for the younger generations that have to grow up in the mess that they created. They should be way more considerate of other people's lives and they also need to learn the difference between a human rights issue and a political issue like yeah. you said before Right. like they also need to learn how to listen to our voices like mm-hmm. generation z like all of us instead of just brushing us off like i feel like like you said like people think that we need to grow up and all that they don't take us seriously because i think we're so immature but honestly i think our generation is full of surprises And we will always stand for what we believe in.
0: Yeah, I mean, I definitely agree with every single thing that you said. Um, I feel like they often want to, like, downplay us and just treat us like kids. But then they want to say, okay, y'all need to grow up. Y'all need to do this. You guys need to do that. But they don't give us the respect or, you know, they don't give any of, like, they don't give any of that to us. So yeah like i said i definitely agree with everything that you said and i just want to personally thank you so much for being on my podcast today and for you know speaking about things that are often brushed off and are disregarded
1: yeah definitely i enjoyed being here you know i'd rather just say all this stuff to the government themselves but i can't exactly do that so you're fine you will do well it's fine (laughs)
0: Well, that was so much fun. Uh, I love talking to Samaya about so many topics and she's a great friend of mine and she isn't able to vote this year. Um, so I really just wanted to speak to someone who isn't able to vote and who can't really have a say in government or have a say in what goes on in America. And I personally enjoy talking about social issues and government with other teenagers because it allows me to see through the eyes of someone who is completely different, but also similar to myself. And I really resonated with many points that Samaya made, um, especially when she spoke about immigration policies that directly affect many kids and teenagers, even babies. It can be discouraging when you have many adults telling you to grow up but much of the time they don't even give you the opportunity to do so. And I know for sure that is ready to vote, like she stated, and I can't wait until she's able to do so. And I can't wait until many teenagers are able to do so because I know that together we're gonna bring a lot to the grown-up table. And now for my next guest my government teacher, Ms. Fusco. Today, we're going to be discussing a relevant and significant topic, which is, should the US lower the voting age to 16? All right, and the first question I have for you, Ms. Fusco, is, um, well, we have seen many teens, you know, advocate for change regarding racism, police brutality, immigration, healthcare, climate change, and many more significant topics throughout different social media platforms. Uh, TikTok, for example, has been a major platform for um, my generation and raising awareness for issues. Um, So what do you personally think about the idea of allowing teenagers who are 16 and older to vote and have a say in our government?
2: Okay, well, good afternoon, Ashley, and thank you you for the invitation. Mm -hmm. I think it's a wonderful thing that young people are engaged in the issues today and that they're raising an awareness. as far as the voting age, um, just to give you a little context, the voting age was decreased from 21 to 18 um, in June in 1970 as a result of the Vietnam War. At that time, 18 um, year olds were being drafted. It wasn't a volunteer service. Mm-hmm. And they were being sent to die at a time when they couldn't even vote about the war, they they couldn't vote for their representation. And you had um, representatives in Congress in the House who were funding the war, as well as senators establishing policy and presidents conducting the war. And so people were putting their life on the line and couldn't vote. So it made sense to lower the voting age from 21 to 18. I'm not so certain that it makes sense to lower it from 18 to 16, simply because 18 is that year of which we typically celebrate a person coming to adulthood. Um, 16 is the age that you start driving. Um, And there's still a lot of growth and development between 16 and 18. The other thing I would consider too, is that the voting voting turnout for young people between the ages of 18 and 24 is the lowest turnout group. So young people aren't making the most of their right to vote. Um, and I don't know that we'd see anything better if we lower to 16. And I just think 16-year-olds need a little bit more time to understand not only what the issues are, but how the government functions. And they don't take their government class until their senior year. Um, they don't even take their American history class um, mm-hmm. until they're 17. So it just makes sense to me that to be better informed, 18 is, is the better age. Right. But I do support the idea of engagement for young people between the ages of 16 and up because I think this generation is going to make differences that are indeed needed.
0: Right yeah so you actually brought up something that was um, a part of my next question which is voter turnout. Um, You know some argue that lowering the voting age could like instill a habit for young teens to continue to vote like all throughout their adulthood, because like you said, you know, the 18 to 29 age group is, you know, it continuously has a lower voter turnout than, you know, the rest of the age groups. so I guess you kind of brushed um, upon it a little before, but I just want to get more in depth on that. Uh, what do you believe that lowering the voting age would do in terms of like voter turnout specifically? And do you believe it would even instill a habit for the younger generation to go out and vote later on in their lives?
2: I don't know that it would instill a habit because it has to mean something to somebody that they're voting. They have to see that their interests are being represented, um, and I think, 18, you're making it de- at 18, you're making a decision. What am I gonna do after high school? Am I gonna pursue a post-secondary education? Um, and I think what we really have to spend time on is not instilling habits in voting at 16, but making sure that 18 year olds understand that if you vote, this will address your, your interest group, your age group, where it pertains to college education and the availability of loans or grants, those are major, you know, the the cost of of post-secondary education is so high and politicians aren't going to listen to people that don't vote. Um, The people they do listen to, the the biggest group that they listen to are people over the age of 64, 65 who have social security interests, Medicare interests, they vote and those programs are sacrosanct. Um, For college age kids, kids going off to college, there was a time when the loans were more affordable and banks made less and kids didn't get so much in debt, that changed. Um, Grants were more available, that changed. And I think the change is because we don't have the turnout where we need it among the 18 to 24 year olds. So I would focus the attention there. Make sure you're informed, make sure you understand what the issues are. How does it pertain to you educationally? and what person on the ballot is going to make what statement to you about your affordability of college.
0: Yeah, all right. And um, another question that I have for you is, um, what are some cons or negative effects you think would arise from like, lowering the voting age to 16?
2: Um, you want cons, you want advantages and disadvantages, both. Well, I think, you know, that, the, possible, the potential advantage is you could get kids more engaged than just being aware yeah. for those that will participate. Um, the disadvantage is I just don't know that a 16-year-old, a 17-year-old, has the content-based awareness and analysis to truly understand the value of that vote. Um, like I said, you don't get American history until you're 16, 17. You don't get the, the actual structure and function and workings of the federal government and state governments until you're 17, 18. So how much would a 16 to or 17 year old know enough to be a voter who is educated and, and, and can be purposeful with that vote?
0: Yeah. And how different do you think that certain events, you know, that have happened, you know, in America, how different do you think they would have turned out had you been able to vote when you were 16?
2: Hmm. Gosh, I don't, I don't know that there would have been a lot. I, I first voted at the age of 18. Yeah. Um, and I've voted ever since. And I'm, I don't know that it would be that different. I think that the thing I would say to kids that are getting ready to vote is you always don't get the person that you're thoroughly enthused about to vote for. Your choices sometimes are limited to who's more acceptable than the other. And that still makes a big difference.
1: Right. So
2: you still need to vote um, and your vote counts. Every vote counts. <laughs> Um, policy is important. It impacts people's lives on a daily basis. So I would stress that, well, I don't know that my vote at 18 made a lot of differences along the way. I know I met my responsibility. And that I think that's extraordinarily important.
0: Yeah, I mean, I know, like, many because I am not able to vote this year I'm 17 um but I have a lot of friends who are 18 and they're able to vote this year and a lot of them are just saying well they both like for our president um for the campaign Mm -hmm. all that they say well both of them suck they're like they both you know I don't like any of them so and then I tell them I'm like okay but like you still have the ability to vote and you still are able to make change you know you can also vote you know, in your local elections, your state elections. Um, right. But like not like wasting your vote. And just because, you know, they both have, you know, certain attributes that are seen as, you know, negative or, you know, whatever they may be saying, I feel like, you know, they still shouldn't necessarily like waste their vote.
2: Well, I, w- I would think this. It's wonderful when you get to vote for somebody that you're truly, you um, can support in many ways and you find their attributes compelling it's a wonderful thing it's only happened a couple times for me over the years so i would advise kids that get beyond the personal whether that person moves you or not or whether you think that person excites you enough to vote and understand the policy differences between the two candidates, because it's the policies that are gonna make the most difference in people's lives.
0: Yeah. And as my final question, it's as an educator, what do you think what happened with, um, you know, like the curriculums in school regarding voting, um, like if if the age was lower to 16, like, do you think that schools would probably, you know, end up changing the curriculum to, you know, maybe instead of taking government your senior year, maybe switching it to freshman year. Um, Do you think that would be a possibility or do you think that would be at all beneficial?
2: I would think that if it was lowered, you'd have to change the curriculum because you have to give people, you have to give kids the content that forms the basis and the foundation for what they're about to do. Um, Voting is a responsibility. Because it's a responsibility, you have to be educated and you have to have an awareness. So I would think that if it was lowered, it would be incumbent upon educators um, to make sure that the curriculum is aligned in such a way that students do have um, more knowledge. I know there's a civics class class in um, middle school, but I just don't know that that would be enough.
0: Yeah, I mean, I remember I mean, now I'm like 17 and I'm a senior now. I don't even remember what I learned in eighth grade. Right. Right. So it wouldn't really be helpful to us, you know? Right, right. And
2: and maybe that's the idea. If it happens, you take American history in ninth grade and you take government in 10th grade and you vote and then you expand your vision to the world, right? Um, That could, that's possible. Um, I suppose though, the only thing about, I don't know, you know, the, the, I've had a couple of 10th graders who've taken government and it's, there's a bit of complexity in government that's more conceptual. And so that's why I think it's where it is with seniors. But the 10th graders that I've had, they've been pretty capable kids and they've managed, but then it comes down to the capability and the commitment.
0: Maybe it also just depends on the individual, like how interested they are in, you know, politics and in their government. You know, there's right. nothing care at all about what's going on. They don't care about, you know, the government, the current issues that, you know, the country's facing at the moment. So I also feel like it just really just comes down to the person. Because I honestly, I wouldn't say that I'm like a huge like I'm very 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 knowledgeable about you know every single issue that's going on in the U.S. but I feel like I know enough about you know what's going on to where if I was able to vote I would Mm -hmm. vote and do so in an educated manner you know not just voting just to vote right yeah so yeah those are all the questions I have thank you so much for being on my podcast well
2: thank you for the invitation it was an interesting discussion Well, that was so fun.
0: I think it was so refreshing to be able to hear a different opinion that contrasted Samaya's opinion about lowering the voting age. Miss Fusco, like I stated, is my government teacher, so you can imagine she knows everything about government and all the details and, you know, just what works well within the government and what simply doesn't. She brought up an interesting point, I feel, where she spoke about the fact that teens don't really learn about government until they're seniors in high school. And at that point, they're 17, around there. And unless you want to count the civics class that kids take when they're like in eighth grade... Um, But she made a fantastic point where she stated that teens who are 16 and older simply lack the complex knowledge and understanding of government and politics because they just simply haven't been thoroughly educated about it yet. Perhaps if the curriculum was switched to where teenagers would take government their first year of high school when they're just 13, 14 years old, they'd probably have a much better understanding of the government and all its functions. And I am so glad and thankful for my two guests today. It's just simply amazing to be able to hear two different perspectives and understand their reasoning. I believe that the youth is important and I believe that new voices are important. I also believe that my generation is going to bring forth a massive amount of change. Something I personally believe hasn't been done in the past few years. 16 and 17 year olds are quite literally just tiptoeing on a line like they have the ability to work and drive legally, but yet they cannot vote. They aren't able to have a say in government, which can be justified considering that many teens simply lack the knowledge and passion for politics and social issues. Regardless, I believe that teenagers who are 16 and older should be able to have a say in our government because climate change, abortion rights, student debt. These are all issues that can and do directly affect teenagers who are under 18. Teens have always held an immense amount of power. But now that many 16 and 17 year olds have had to live through a pandemic and witness the excessive amount of social issues that are present in the U.S., they know how powerful their voice actually is and i sincerely hope and wish that anyone who is listening if you have the ability to vote please vote your vote matters whether you believe it or not and your single vote has the power to completely change the outcome of the united states please educate yourselves do research on various topics don't just believe the first headline you read it is your duty and your responsibility to educate yourself on many of these topics I just genuinely hope that if you have the ability to vote, I want you to vote as if your life depends on it, because it really does. And I want to thank my government teacher, Miss Fusco, and my dear friend, Samaya, for being on this podcast and for speaking about topics that are usually disregarded. And like I said, please vote, 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 vote. If you are 18 and you're registered to vote, I truly hope that you cast your vote on November 3rd or before November 3rd if you are planning to mail in your ballot. And I hope that all of you have a great rest of your day or night. And until next time, bye.